sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby and today I am here with uh, Pastor Chris Maxwell, the campus pastor for Emmanuel College. Um, also, international speaker, writer, uh, many different many different facets. But um, uh, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and thanks. It's, it's great to be here with you. We are absolutely privileged to have you on the program, and we're actually here at the 28th General Conference. We're yes. uh, sitting. This is the kind of the first preliminary day before everything starts happening uh, in the morning. Um, and already a few few different things have been taking place. But uh, an honor to be able to talk to you, and I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, one, kind of your, your background and, and uh, uh, your journey uh, briefly, and then get into what you've been doing and working on, focusing on uh, recently with a, a, a slew of different books that you've written. Okay. Um, we'll start out with the, the pause series of books and then move into uh, your most recent book. Okay. Uh, so kind of give us a little bit of background on you, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, well, it's, uh, again, it's, it's nice to have this opportunity to talk with you and uh, here we are in Orlando, Florida. This is yeah. a place that I lived for many years. My wife Debbie and I raised our three sons here in this area. Pastored a church here for 19 years, and that was an honor. I was a youth pastor for five years, then a lead pastor uh, for that church that we started. Uh, so I pastored there for nine years, and then in the last 11 years, I've been the campus pastor and director of spiritual life at Emmanuel College. Okay. Love that. Love working at Emmanuel and working with the college students. Uh, yeah, and uh, writing is something that I love to do. Uh, it's, uh, it's been an honor uh, to be able to write uh, articles and reviews and curriculum and everything, but my heart really is in, in writing books now. And so I have written eight books, wow. and uh, that's just uh, an honor uh, to be able to do that. And uh, so the, the, the books that you, uh, you and I talked about earlier, the Pause series, yes. that, that really came from uh, a conviction. Here I am teaching spiritual formation. Right. Uh, I'm traveling and speaking at conventions and conferences. I'm encouraging other people to, to slow down and notice the beauty around us. And then teaching spiritual formation there at Emmanuel, uh, I, I help students understand the beauty of, of God in the moments. Uh, you know, in every scripture, as we study the Bible, yeah. as we contemplate the beauty around us, as we have dialogue with other people, just like the two of us talking yes, uh, yes. before we started this interview. Um, and so that's the, that was the heart. That was just kind of the mood we wanted in, in that book. And originally it was just going to be one book. Uh, and it's called Pause, The Secret to a Better Life, One Word at a Time. And each chapter title is, one, is, is just one word. Yeah. And, and that's what we wanted that to be the mood in the middle of our hurry, in the middle of our busyness. What's, what's that uh, beauty right beside us? Are we willing to watch the sunrise? Are we willing to watch the sunset? and know personally the creator of, of that son? Yeah. Are, are we willing to not just try to grow our churches in numbers, but to realize the beauty of each song we are singing, each yeah. sermon we are preaching or hearing or receiving? Uh, we wanted people to find the beauty of the moment. And, 
And my original title was Words of Wonder. That's kind of the title oh, I nice. used working in the book. But, uh, you know, the publisher and then the marketing side, they <laughs> liked one of my chapters the best. And they said it really fits the mood of the whole book, pause. Pause. And so that's what we've encouraged many people to do. And as I speak and as I write, I feel the conviction because I'm, I'm in a hurry. Yeah. But I, but I do personally know the importance of, hey, take a deep breath. Slow the pace just a little yeah, yeah. And, and notice that God is with us in the now. Yeah. You know, why, why, why do we feel like we have to wait for this big, uh, this big church service? Yeah. Why can't we realize that we are the church? He is with us in the now and He is listening to our prayers. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful way to understand prayer. Listening, thinking, contemplating, just finding God in the moment. So yeah, that was the first in the series, Pause the Secret to a Better Life, one word at a time. That's amazing. And, and one thing that, that reminds me of is, of course, growing up, you know, and you've, you've heard it many different places, but people always say, oh, you know, you got to stop and smell the roses type of thing. And it, it made me think of that because taking that moment to stop and to, yeah. to pause and to really grasp what's going on around you, which is oftentimes uh, much bigger than what we see when we're just running straight forward and not mm -hmm. kind of paying attention. Um, I think it's, that's such a wonderful title for the, mm -hmm. the book. And then out of that comes a series. Tell, yeah. me, tell me about the rest. Well, most of the responses that we received from the book Pause uh, were from ladies. Yeah. Uh, and they, are, um, they often read more than the guys do. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they were sending me so many notes about, hey, Chris, this is great. I love this, but it's difficult. I'm raising my kids or I'm, I'm working two jobs and I'm a mom. And so we received so many responses from, from females that uh, we wanted to make uh, the second book in this series uh, geared toward mothers. Yeah. And it's called Pause for Moms. And I had a lot of ladies write wonderful stories about their struggle and their tension. You know, if you're going to have a story, it has to be some tension and conflict here for there to be, you know, this, this positive ending. But they were honest. It was like confessions of their own struggles. And many of them are driven to do good things in the world. They are inspired yeah. by God's calling in their lives to, to make a positive difference in our culture. And we've got pastors and pastors' wives and, and those who are spiritual leaders who often were exhausted from doing instead of being. Yeah. So we're hoping that PAUSE is helping us understand that better, uh, that this life with Christ is not just this list of do's, that I'm accomplishing this and this and this, therefore I am successful. What about just finding God in the moments, yes. choosing to rest? He leads us beside still waters. Yeah. Jesus was so busy working miracles and teaching and telling stories, but what did He do? He stepped aside. He took time with the Father. And, and these stories and Pause for Moms help us do that. That's amazing. And it reminds me uh, when you mentioned that Jesus took that time, uh, you know, it's so true. He, he, in the midst of all of this work he was doing, his ministry started, mm -hmm. he was just going full force. But there were times where the Bible talks about him trying to go to be alone or oh, going yes. away, you mm -hmm. know, needing that time, needing that space to really just, just meditate on the word and talk to his father. And, 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 and of course, uh, you know, just in that in that situation I think that's that's vitally important that we all oh, miss it is, in today's right. busy society and, and this is such a busy society and we're working 24 7 um, and and we can talk to people anytime anywhere with our modern technology yeah but 
are we so busy talking to everyone else that we are not listening to the one who loves us the most? Very true. He knows yeah. us so well, but he loves us the most. And, and we wanted to emphasize that in Pause for Moms. And then the next, uh, the third book in that series is Pause for Pastors. Uh, I, I talk to so many pastors. I love those who are, who are fulfilling the calling that God has placed upon them, whatever it is. But I'm very sensitive because I work as a pastor and I know what it's like. When you care for others, you have a tendency to carry yeah. their burdens. Yeah. We're not the ones to carry it. We are to cast our cares upon the one who's strong enough to carry. Yeah. We aren't. And I, and, I, and I see so many pastors who are burning out. Mm -hmm. They're quitting. Mm -hmm. They're leaving. The statistics are scary. Yeah. But I don't want to. I don't want to end with bad news. I want to end with a smile, and I want to end with hope. And so we wrote the story, uh, a variety of stories in the book, uh, pause for pastors, because, and, and we we had many other pastors of a variety of churches and, and denominations and groups right. write their stories about how they were so busy doing the thing of ministry that they forgot to be with Jesus. Yeah. And man, it was just, it was bringing them back to that place of time with the Father. Let's fall in love with Him again. And, and uh, this is, there's so many good parts I could tell you, but this is a scary part. I can remember uh, receiving a text message from a well-known pastor and he sent me a note. This is right before he goes out to speak to his huge congregation. He's well-known. Yeah. And this was his text message. Chris, pray for me. I do not know how much longer I can do this. Wow. See, he was exhausted from the doing of the thing, the, yeah. the working of the ministry. And learning to pause in the middle of that is allowing this, this Holy Spirit we believe in to really be the wind in our lives. Let Him bring the power and the strength to us. So let's, let's hit pause, yeah. stop in the moment, look at this big picture, it is not all about us, and we can remember Him in the now and rest in the moment. That is amazing. And I, you know, that reminds me of something that I was told by uh, one of my music directors in college, and she would always tell us on the worship team, she would say, you, you can only pour out so much before mm. you don't have anything left to pour out because you haven't taken the time to be filled at the same time. Oh. And and exactly what you're talking about, mm -hmm. making sure that when you're you're doing and doing and doing that you're taking that moment to pause and yeah. receive more to be able to to give out but also sustain that level of ministry right. the level of what it is you're involved in absolutely and the pastors need to understand well all of us need to understand the importance of spiritual formation yeah. what what is our dialogue like with God? Are we continuing to listen to Him and spending time with Him? Are we reading the scripture only when we are preparing a message? Right. No, let's study the text. Let's go into the Word deeply and, and realize that that is our healthy meal for today. Yes. And uh, praying by listening, praying by lifting up our requests to the Lord, our petitions, our intercession, a variety of methods of prayer. It's all part of spiritual growth and development. But I, I, I emphasize it this way. It is not about religious duties. It's a part of the divine romance. Yeah. Let's remember wow. the divine romance. And, and, and I talked about that and do talk about it a lot. But when we got to the uh, I sort of thought maybe that third uh, book in the pause series would be the last one. Yeah. 
But the first book that I ever wrote was called Beggars Can Be Chosen. I wrote that many years ago, and it goes through the stories of Jesus. Yeah. Um, but as I read it again, I, I wanted to fall in love with Jesus all over again. I had pastored for so many years, and I'm trying to get other people to fall in love with Jesus. Well, the pause series was reminding me time with Him. So I went back through the gospel narratives, and I wrote Pause with Jesus. And I'm not saying this uh, into the mic to just sound religious. This is my heart talking. And I did. I fell in love with Jesus all over again. I had known him since I was a child, but I got to know him better. Yeah. And, and it's encouraging to me that we have churches that are using, uh, especially the pause for moms, they're using that as, a, as kind of a Bible study series, a small group series for their women's groups. Yeah. And yeah. we have churches now that are using pause with Jesus. Wouldn't it be great if, if so many of our churches would take this as their devotional book yes. and let's focus on Jesus. We have a theme for the year. We have these goals for the year. But hey, we don't need to leave Jesus out. Right, Let right. Jesus be the center. <laughs> we sing it. Let's believe it and do it. Yes. Uh, let's put Jesus in that place. Let's come to the table with Jesus. Absolutely. And uh, I preached that for so many years as a pastor. But uh, after I had the illness... I yeah. knew that this Jesus that I preached about and wrote about and talked about was the Jesus that I had to have beside me yeah. all along. Now, tell me, tell me, transitioning into that, tell me uh, and, and our listeners a little bit more about the illness and, and, okay. and give us a background of what you've been through and your kind of uh, you know, personal testimony. Yeah. And, then, and we'll talk about what came out of that and what's been right. happening. Yeah, uh, March 1996 in Orlando, Florida, when I was uh, pastoring, I was very healthy, uh, but all of that changed quickly. In March of 96, I became uh, very sick, took me to the hospital. They did not know what was going on. Eventually, they were able to determine uh, that I had encephalitis. Uh, originally, they didn't think I would live. Wow. If I did live, I would not be able to do those things that I did. Yeah. You know, I was writing curriculum and book reviews for a lot of different magazines. I was writing magazine articles at the time, but I was pastoring a wonderful church in Orlando. My wife Debbie and I were raising our three sons. Everything changed immediately. I was healthy, Chris. I had never been sick. I had a great memory. Yeah. You tell me your name, I would always remember it. I, I, I could read so much and memorize. I memorized books of the Bible. Wow. Everything changed. Yeah. So think about our listeners right now. Many of them have had a life-changing experience. Theirs was not encephalitis like mine, but they had some life-changing experience. Yeah. And um, as you can see, I did live, yeah. but I do live now with severe brain damage, uh, severe scar tissue in the left temporal lobe, okay. uh, and I live with epilepsy. But isn't it interesting how the bad news becomes good news through God? Yeah. And now I'm being sent all around the country and around the world to tell my story and to talk to those who are living life with epilepsy. I'm talking to neurologists and epileptologists. I'm talking to companies about how to care better for people with epilepsy or some type of brain damage. Now we have so many soldiers coming back from war with traumatic brain injury. Yeah. What can our churches do better to care for them? Yes. And so that's my latest book. Uh, the, that, um, the book that tells this story is the second book that I wrote about uh, my illness, and I've included some stories in many of my books about the illness. Right. The first book uh, about the illness was written um, years ago. It's called Changing My Mind. Okay. And then the latest book that just came out is called Underwater. And that's how so many of us with epilepsy, so many of us with some life-changing experience feel. Yeah. We feel underwater. 
Will we ever come ashore? Uh, is there safety here? What about the wind and the currents and the, yeah. and the temperature? So many things that we feel we cannot control. How can we find peace? How can we find help yeah. in, in oh, the yeah. middle of this life of tension and conflict that we feel is underwater? Oh yeah. Well, and, and you know, the, the whole aspect of the fact that, like you said, many people who are listening to this podcast potentially have had that out of the blue, mm -hmm. unexpected, life altering something yeah. in their life that has changed the course of everything that they've known or, or, or thought or been able to mm -hmm. do. And it, do, it, it, would, it would put you into this place, like you're saying, underwater, uh, giving you these feelings of whatever it could be, hopelessness or, yeah. or helplessness. Isolation. Or isolation, mm -hmm. right. Uh, feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm the only one having to deal with this struggle or there's nobody else that will truly understand. And yet there are so many other people yeah. that do have the same situation or similar situations or have the same feelings, mm -hmm. uh, the, same, the same emotions that they're going through trying to deal with it. But the yeah. fact that there is there is a, 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 an answer, there is a peace. Mm -hmm. and, and tell me, let me ask you this, because the, the book came out, you deal directly with um, uh, what you went through, your, yes. your story. Yeah. And, and this has opened up doors into, into not just the, the, the church world, but, but outside of, of, of the church as a whole and into, mm -hmm. into different aspects of, of, you know, you mentioned speaking at, yeah. uh, at, at um, events for neurologists and events mm -hmm. for uh, doctors and, and the, the scientific community and things like that. Um, how has this allowed or, or you know, taken out of what seemed like a bad situation? How has this allowed you to move forward with the, the yeah. realization that, hey, there, God had such a m much bigger plan than what I could, I could see at the time, even though you had to go through mm -hmm. that struggle, even though you had to go through that, yeah. that underwater period of time? I think what I'm trying to do now is what I wish there had been more people there to do for us. When this happened to me, it affected my wife, Debbie. It affected our sons. It affected yeah. our church. We did not know what was going on. Thank God that I had friends and family and so many people praying, right. but many people do not have that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this culture does not understand epilepsy very well. Wouldn't it be great if our churches were the places that would welcome those with disabilities, diseases, life difficulties, instead of leaving them out because they're not completely healed, or instead of having uh, maybe the lighting in the church that could trigger seizures, right. what if we think of the needs of others yeah. and, and show that we care for them? As, as I travel and speak, uh, after, I, after I give my talk and I'm doing book signings or people just come over and talk to me, this is the common phrase that I hear. It happens so many times. They come over to me and say, thank you for telling us your story. I loved it. And then I'll say, okay, what, why? What? Yeah. Each, each time, this is the phrase I hear, I thought I was the only one. Wow. The soldiers coming back from war, they say to me, I thought I was the only one. The, the, the lonely person who doesn't have a friend, say, I thought I was the only one, but I heard your story. Now I realize I am not alone. Wow. Hey, it, it, and we think about this book underwater, you realize one out of 26 people in the United States of America will have epilepsy at some point in their lives. At some point. And, we, and, and I could just tell you so many numbers that would be frightening to you right now with soldiers yeah. coming back with traumatic brain injury, not getting the treatment that are needed. Uh, let's stop debating about so many other issues. Can't we just care? 
for yeah. people who are hurting. They feel underwater. Maybe we need to go and be with them and swim with them and, and, and then bring them ashore and give them peace. As we've learned to pause, maybe we need to pause and show care for people who are hurting. Their damaged brains, well, maybe their story's different. Maybe it's a damaged heart. Maybe it's a, a damaged spiritual experience and they're afraid to come to church again because they were wounded in church. They feel underwater. Maybe that's their story. Those of you who are listening to this now, maybe it's your story. We invite you to find peace in the moments and realize you are not alone even when you are underwater. Wow, that, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. And you know, it gives me this, it gives me this thought when you're walking through a, a grocery store, when you're walking through, you know, a clothing store, when you're mm -hmm. going through a, a public area, think about the number that you just mentioned, one in 26 people with yes. that one issue, that mm -hmm. one need in their life, and you're passing multiple people every time mm -hmm. that are dealing with that. Yes. Potentially don't have anyone there, potentially don't have a friend, don't mm -hmm. have a, 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 a church body, a community, a family uh, to help them through, and what if, the church did just say, you know what, let's care mm. for that individual. That individual was able to get plugged in. You were able to reach out. Somehow, you know, each person listening could touch so many more people's lives right. in that in that that uh, that vein of thinking, that spirit mm -hmm. there. And it's just, it's just, uh, I, it's absolutely powerful. I love the book. I saw the, you did a promo uh, right. for the book, a video promo. Mm -hmm. I saw that. Absolutely wonderful. And that alone and the, those those minutes of you talking about this book, uh, were powerful, so I can only imagine how much more powerful it is for the people who need to know that they're not the only ones. You yeah, know? yeah. And we want we want pastors to read this book so that they yeah. can know how people feel when they're going through life-changing experiences. Oh, yeah. It's my story, but it's also stories uh, from our family members. We have suggestions from a counselor about how caregivers need to understand self-care also and not just spending all of their energy caring for others. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then some, in some of the chapters, stories from other people whose stories are different from mine, but, but they know about pain underwater. Yeah. And, and, and we end with hope though. You know, it's yeah. not all bad news. Oh, we, yeah. we end with hope, but part of that hope is caring for others. I have a wonderful story at the end uh, where my life was touched as I saw someone showing care for the homeless people in Atlanta, Georgia. Get a copy of that book and, and read it. It's, uh, uh, you can go to my, my website, chrismaxwell.me. Okay. Uh, all of my books are available on Amazon and okay. you can have the printed version of, or the ebook. But pick up a copy of Underwater uh, and use some of the pause books for uh, study guides with other people. And then the audio version of Underwater will be coming out uh, in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. That yeah, many, many people struggle with brain damage. Many people struggle to read. Oh, yeah. And I know what that's like. It was hard for me to read. So, I, so we did an audio version and it will be coming out soon. Coming out soon. And that can be found also at the, the website Amazon or on the website, Amazon. Yeah. That's amazing. And is, uh, is there any um, uh, other platforms, social media or anything like that that you want to people? Yeah, can just come uh, by yeah, you can go to you can find me on, on Facebook. I, I don't really have room for many more friends, but you can go uh, to pause with Chris Maxwell on okay. Facebook okay. and then C Max Man on Twitter on Twitter awesome. yeah, at C Max Man. Chris, thank you so much for sitting down and taking the time hey, to talk with us. Thank you for us. doing this. Absolutely, we have loved having you on the program. It's been an, it's been a privilege to be able to, to talk about with this uh, talk about this with you. 
and also just hear your heart uh, on, on these different these different books and, and what you're trying to put out there. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.